last year and a half has taught us anything, it's that humans want and need to connect. We're not-for-profit professionals supporting adults to live, work, and grow in a rapidly changing world. We need each other to build full plans and pathways for our clients so that they can achieve life-changing goals. Whoever and wherever you are, if you support adults in learning and life, the Getting Connected podcast may be for you. Grab a coffee, give us just a few minutes of your workday, and let's connect. Hey everyone, it's Ashley Hoth-Murray and I am coming to you solo today. Uh, This is just a short episode with hopefully some self-reflection as a takeaway. So we are currently living in a history-making period uh, within the pandemic. I think COVID is the number one thing many of us will think of forever when we hear 2020. Uh, And as I say this, it feels like the right time to describe some characteristics that frame my daily experience. I'm a cisgendered woman, uh, which means that my personal identity matches my birth sex. I am married to a cisgendered man. I am the mama to three young humans. I was raised in a middle-class world. I'm the only child to divorced parents. Uh, I had the opportunity to receive both a university and a college education. Racism wasn't overtly witnessed as I grew up in a predominantly white city. It was talked about. Uh, but it seemed like it existed elsewhere. Uh, I was part of the United Church as a teenager, the largest Christian church in Canada, and my parents both pushed and supported inquisitive discussion. Uh, My mom being a little bit more liberal than my dad, uh, she always had a very strong voice for those she felt did not have the opportunity to speak for themselves. And as I said, for me, as for many of you, I believe that 2020 will always mean COVID first. Uh, but that's not the case uh, for for many. So if we think of uh, other large movements uh, and events that have happened in the last uh, year uh, year and a bit, uh, the Black Lives Matter really comes uh, to mind and the acknowledgement of systemic racism by mainstream media really for the first time. Uh, to many, that will overshadow COVID. Uh, and of course, then the recognition of the atrocities that were committed at residential schools with uh, the digging up of so many grave sites and and every child matters, that may eclipse COVID uh, for some. As I self-reflect, I realize that it's my privilege to think of COVID first. My response to COVID and my family's response to COVID has also been very privileged. My husband and I were able to work from home primarily. We had the technology to support a quick transition to online learning for our children. We had the formal education to support learning at home. We had the financial opportunity to get groceries delivered, including prepaying three weeks in advance to ensure food delivery at the height of the pandemic. We lived in an attached home with a large backyard uh, and we had a car so we could drive to walking trails, which really made a difference in terms of mental health impacts. And we had the flexibility uh, to, of work. I particularly had the flexibility of work uh, as I decided to homeschool two of my boys for the 2020-21 school year. During this time, I've paid close attention 
to political and social struggles. I identify strongly as an ally, and I always have. But something really changed from my allyship in 2020-21, or you could say it's still changing. I'm realizing and recognizing that I am a part of the issue. I benefit and I have benefited from systemic segregation. I felt some discrimination at periods of my life due to my gender, but this pales in comparison to the daily lived experiences of many. And in the past, I haven't prefaced the following activity that we're going to do with any background. I really, at that point, wanted to create some shock and awe uh, in the participants' reflection. But we've moved beyond that, I think, and it feels backwards and almost primitive to not share where, where I am and who I am. Uh, I also share because I think before 2020, we never openly considered that we were part of the problem. Uh, and I'm telling you right now that I am an ally and I am part of the problem. Uh, by acknowledging it, I can better help and understand um, these very, very important movements. So I'm going to do a little activity with you. So if you can grab a pen and paper, uh, you may need to pause the podcast. Then we're just going to do uh, a quick three-minute activity. So now that you have your pen and paper, write the numbers 1 to 10 down the left side of the page. And next to each number, I want you to write the name of someone you trust. Someone in your inner circle, your crew, your people. You can pause the podcast for a moment to do that. Now that you have your people, let's see who's in your circle. And I'm going to say a characteristic, and I want you to put an X next to the name of anyone who doesn't match how you personally identify. So the first characteristic is gender. So put an X next to anyone who doesn't match your gender. The next characteristic is race. The next characteristic is religion. The next characteristic is age. So that's anyone within five years plus or minus of your age approximately. Put an X next to anyone who doesn't match your nationality. Put an X next to anyone who doesn't match your orientation. So that's the physical, romantic, and emotional attraction to members of the same or opposite sex. Put an X next to anyone who doesn't match your parental status. So if you're a parent, you'd put an X next to anyone that's not a parent uh, and vice versa. Put an X next to anyone who doesn't match your partner status. So that would mean if you are single, that you would put an X next to anyone that were married uh, or anyone who lived in a different uh, relationship style to you. Put an X next to anyone who you would consider not to have the same level of education as you do. And finally, put an X next to anyone who you would f who you feel is not in the same economic class as you.
Now I want you to take a look at your list and reflect on how similar or different your crew is to you when you look in the mirror. I can tell you that many, many of the people in my crew reflect, reflect me in the mirror. And, and you will notice that there are some areas of your life uh, that there's some diversity uh, and, and others that, that are not. So I tend to have a lot of uh, women with young children uh, in, in my crew because I have young children uh, and I, I'm seeking that, that connection. Uh, and, and that's okay. There's also other reasons for, for lack of diversity. Maybe you are a, a student, you recently graduate or you recently graduated post-secondary. You probably have a lot of uh, people very similar to you who those people that you were pulling all-nighters with uh, in your circle. And when you look at this list, I am not suggesting that you attempt to fill your crew or circle of trust as we call it with diverse people for the sake of being an ally. Please, whatever you do, don't pull a Seinfeld uh, and make friends with a person of color because they are a person of color. But if you notice that your daily connections are leaving someone's experience out, if you aren't listening or hearing diverse stories, consider finding ways to hear those voices and understand a little better. It might mean following uh, 10 new voices on Instagram or downloading a new podcast on a, on a topic that you don't know much about and a culture you don't know much about, or attending a cultural event, or asking to bring in a guest speaker to work that offers some, some insight uh, into uh, diverse ideas. Remember, it's our responsibility to educate ourselves. If you have a question, simple or uncomfortable, ask, because knowing more and creating better understanding will enrich the lives of both our clients and ourselves. I'm Ashley Hoth-Murray. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening, listener, and I look forward to getting connected with you next time. Mm-hmm.